Welcome to Savage Minds. I'm your host, Julian Vigo. Today, we have two very special guests, Selena Sol, a freshman and track athlete at the College of Charleston in South Carolina. During her high school years, Selena was forced to compete against biological males, missing out on opportunities to advance in competition. Christiana Holcomb serves as legal counsel at Alliance Defending Freedom, which represents Selena Sol and three other female athletes in their lawsuit to restore fairness in women's sport. Welcome, Christiana and Selena, to Savage Minds. We've all heard about your case because of what happened at your, your high school, Selena. And I was wondering if you could walk our listeners through what you experienced as a high school student doing sports, running. So throughout all four years of high school, I was forced to compete against biological males in the girls' category. I lost out on many... I lost out on many titles and many opportunities to qualify to further meets with the main one being that I missed the opportunity to qualify for the new England championships in 2019, because I was two spots away from qualifying for the finals. And I would have been able to do that if they were not two biological males competing with us. And this happened every year while you were in high school. Yes, throughout all my four years of high school. How did you feel? I mean, you were a girl. You were a young woman at best. How did that make you feel? It's very frustrating and demoralizing being forced to compete against someone who's a biological male because us athletes, we put in so much time and effort in practice just to shave fractions of a second off of our time. And after so long of knowing who's going to win before the race even starts, you start to lose your motivation. And it's almost like, why am I going to keep doing this? If I'm never going to win, if I'm never going to be able to get first place and get the titles that I deserve. Exactly. Well, at the time when your case came to national attention, I spoke with your mother. This was about two years ago. And I immediately sensed a very caring person. And she spoke of you. You were a minor at the time. Obviously, I didn't speak with you. And she was, you know, really conscious and polite about these. I'm going to use language that I use, so I hope that doesn't, you know, <laughs> bother you. But about these boys who are identifying as girls, and she was far more polite than would I have been. And I, I wonder because this is always put down to to politeness, you know, girls, women. We're supposed to just say yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. You, you know, you feel that way. And but sports is pretty clear. In fact. A lot of people, both men and women, know that this is wrong because sports is the one thing where there's this innate sense of fairness built into all of us, right? I mean, I play Uno with my son. When I pick him up today from school, he likes to play Uno. He knows if I'm cheating. I know he cheats. He tries to stack the deck. How do we go forward with such a, we have a tradition in the States of fairness as do many countries within sports. How do we go forth with this kind of allowed cheating? I mean, you know, you are coming from Connecticut, which is in the Northeast. The Northeast has a very liberal sense of itself. Is this sort of liberalism gone too far in the sense of your particular school? I don't know if that's the case, but what I do know is, is that with the current policies in Connecticut and many other states is not fair, and it should be biology that, should be the determining factor in 
sports categories, not gender identity. Well, Christina, I'd like to ask you some questions about this because Selena is, you know, using terms like biological males where before this, you know, came to be, we would never have thought of saying biological male because it was sort of redundant, right? I mean, it was sort of like saying man, man and uh, woman, woman. What's gone on that we have to do these kinds of linguistic gymnastics to say something that's pretty well known? Men are Mm. not women. Yes, well, we've reached a point in our society where gender identity activists are pushing this ideology on the nation such that we have state athletic associations, we have um, potentially even the federal government of the United States that are considering imposing gender identity, um, especially in areas such as athletics where biology really matters. So in an effort to try to, again, not be offensive, but to be very clear about our terms and and what we're referring to, we do talk in terms of biological males and biological sex, because we do want to use what's, you know, the most accurate and the most scientifically correct terms in referencing these individuals. They are born biologically male, and, you know, that, that is how they remain. So we look at Connecticut, where the impact of these policies (laughs) with only two biological males competing in the girls category has been incredibly significant on female athletes. You know, two biological males in just the course of two years took 15 women's state championship titles. And that was just two males who identify as female. So imagine the ramifications to women's sports across the country if this is allowed to proliferate and more and more males begin to compete in the girls category. Certainly, I've been working on this subject from across the age groups and we're seeing what happened. I actually just finished interviewing a cyclist, Dr. Uh, Jennifer Wagner Asale, who was beat out in a competition in 2018 by a man. And it's, it seems to have gone so far that the left, and I am pinning this on the left and for clarification, I am of the left. <laughs> the, the, the left has lost its collective mind when it comes to women, our bodies, our lives. In fact, I, I do maintain that I find the right far more fair-minded about women's lives, to be honest. And there's something to be said for what's happening in terms of not just sports, but this is happening in many sectors. Mm-hmm. What is What are the long-term ramifications? I mean, we know that girls, women benefit from sports, psychologically, Mm -hmm. emotionally, professionally. People who do sports, men and women, actually excel at their jobs, I mean, statistically speaking. Um, And then, you know, you have the safety approaches such as the famous Fallon Fox fight or the Mm. World Rugby, you know, Federation that has chimed in on this as well, where women stand to be killed. So, well, you know, just a quick run of the facts for our listeners, the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference had adopted a policy that allowed males who identified as female, whatever that means, because how can we identify as another biology, but whatever, to compete in girls' athletic events. This policy did not require any kind of testosterone suppression, but even then, we know, Christina, that men who go through puberty, even if they suppress their testosterone, have already benefited from the testosterone. That's right. So what's the end goal of you? You are a counsel with the Alliance Defending Freedom. What is the end goal here? 
Well, the end goal here is to protect the female sex category. Look, men and women are different. And as you just noted, um, males have an incredible advantage that's conferred by going through male puberty. But you can't simply unring that bell by engaging in a course of testosterone suppression. You're listening to Savage Minds, and we hope you're enjoying the show. Please consider subscribing. We don't accept any money from corporate or commercial sponsors, and we depend upon listeners and readers just like you. Now, back to our show. Males generally have larger hearts and greater lung capacity, denser bones, longer bones, um, greater greater force, greater, mu- greater muscle strength. So, and the list goes on and on. Those advantages cannot be simply undone by, you know, as the NCAA and the IOC require a, a course of testosterone suppression. So we're looking at a future if these policies are not undone in which, as you mentioned, it's no longer safe, frankly, for women to compete against biological men. They're at greater physical risk. We might be looking at a future where women's sports doesn't really exist. You know, one one individual did some research and noted that in one year alone, 275 high school boys ran faster times than the lifetime best of Allison Felix, who is a world championship sprinter with many, many gold medals. So young women wouldn't even make the team and certainly wouldn't, wouldn't podium and certainly wouldn't medal or earn the top championship spots if biological males are allowed to be in the female category. But, you know, as well to your earlier point, this is about so much more than just sports. While sports is incredibly important, these policies have ramifications for women's safe spaces in many areas of life, you know, including their private spaces and locker rooms and restrooms to, you know, women's safe houses and domestic abuse shelters, even women's prisons and being forced to be housed alongside a biological male who, who believes that he's a woman. Certainly. I've been covering those subjects as well. And there's some excellent organizations I'm sure you've seen pop up within the UK and the US, Mm -hmm. Canada as well. And it's it's really appalling for those of us on the left to see this complete abandon of women. It's the right taking up the mantle. Good on the right. Um, I do, you know, I I will get flack for it. Oh, you interviewed someone who's coming from the ADF. What do you say to those people? Because, you know, I have something I say to them, but I'm just curious <laughs> what you say to them. Because no, but you know what? Even feminists have been divided about, oh, you spoke to a right-wing media site. Oh, you publish in a right-wing media space. And it's like, uh, have you tried talking to the left? Because their doors are <laughs> shut, you know? Yes, yes. Well, I'd love to see what they're doing right now to stand up for women's rights. Look, this absolutely should not be a partisan issue. I don't want to see it be a partisan issue. Um, it's been really encouraging to link arms with radical feminists on the left um, and conservative women on the right who both recognize that gender identity ideology is harmful to women and girls. Women and girls are the ones who bear the brunt of the harm when we allow these policies to proliferate. And look, you know, as far as you know, being from Alliance Defending Freedom, look, we are in the United States, one of the nation's most respected Supreme Court advocates. We've won 11 Supreme Court victories since 2011 alone. We know our craft and we certainly know a federal law violation when we see it. And that's exactly what's happening in the women's sports context in the United States. 
How do you see the new president and Biden's recent executive orders? What mm. effect will that have on Title IX, or is it not yet specified? That's right. Well, it's really rich. On the exact same day in which we swore in the first female vice president of the United States, to mere hours later, have President Biden issue an executive order effectively setting a policy of his administration that will eviscerate women's rights, including women's sports. Now, because we have to wait and see exactly how the agencies will implement the order, we don't know all the technical ins and outs, but what we do know is that if allowed to, to move forward, it will be devastating to women's sports. Biological males will be allowed to compete in the women's category, just as we've seen in the state of Connecticut. And we already know how these policies play out. Women and girls like Selena lose. Has the ADF pondered taking action if eventually it comes to be that Biden's executive orders manifest themselves as a complete evisceration of our rights to not just the sports segregation that we insist on, but the safety of women in hospitals, prisons, shelters, mm -hmm. et cetera. Have you, have you, has your organization pondered what next? Because these are real human rights issues and not, you know, I'm misgendering some dude in a dress. No offense to men in dresses, I support you all, but oh my God, I mean, it's 2021 and we are having to talk <laughs> about, no, but this really kills me. We're having to trip over ourselves and it breaks my heart when Selena, you know, say men, you know, like I just get so upset about this because it's like we have rights because we we fight for them, not just someone before us fought for them, but we have to keep fighting for them. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, and Alliance Defending Freedom is absolutely prepared to file federal cases. As soon as we see how the agencies implement the executive order, we are prepared to stand up for women's rights and their rights to privacy and civil liberties across the country. So we're monitoring the situation very closely. And would there be a case ostensibly that would go before the Supreme Court if, in fact, for instance, I just saw that, you know, each each state seems new states are coming out with propositions or passing mm -hmm. laws to protect female sports, because as I learned from, you know, other people in this fight uh, that states are being petitioned one by one to perfect, protect female sports. Now, as you know, a lot of the uh, major media, which has a liberal bias, I sound like Donald Trump, I swear to God, I never thought I would say this, but it's true. And <laughs> the, no, but it's true. And in terms of uh, women's lives, it's always the mean women are excluding men instead of men are barging in on, right? It's always mm -hmm. that choice of language. And I'm wondering, as we see states like, you know, Louisiana or Idaho that are challenging this, this is also creating, ironically, a greater divide because the liberal media comes in and says, well, it's those backward states. Where I look at it, I'm thinking, well, uh, isn't Mississippi and Louisiana, aren't they protecting women's and girls' rights? There's two ways of reading that, depending on what science you like, the flat earth type or the round earth type. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say it's incredibly encouraging to see lawmakers across the United States recognizing that if the federal government is not going to do its job and enforce Title IX and protect women's sports, then it, it's up to the states to do so. So approximately a dozen different states have introduced Save Women's Sports legislation just this legislative cycle and are moving those forward. And again, we're not just talking about Mississippi and Alabama. 
There's, this includes states like Montana and Utah, and, and you know the, the list goes on. So that's a really encouraging step. And in answer to your question about the Supreme Court, certainly I do think one of these cases could make it up to the United States Supreme Court for a final decision, but I hope that's not necessary. I, you know, women right now are being denied a fair and level playing field. And I, I would hope that athletic associations and state lawmakers will do the right thing and restore fairness now and not wait until they're instructed to do so by the Supreme Court. What do you think is driving this? I mean, I, I was a bit shocked when I saw the competitors uh, that Selena in high school had been competing against. These were men whose families, when I saw interviews with their families, mm -hmm. were like basically very proud of these the, their sons that they called daughters. And why is that connection not being made regardless of how enlightened these parents want to present themselves as? Is there another agenda driving this? You know, I don't know the answer to that question. I do know there are a number of gender identity activists across the country with very loud microphones mm -hmm. who are pushing this um, again, on state athletic associations and, and lawmakers across the country. What's really interesting in Connecticut is one of the biological males that you mentioned actually competed in the boys category for three seasons and never made it to a state championship. And then just a couple weeks later, he switched and began to compete in the girls category. And from there on out, earned numerous state championship titles and displaced numerous girls from advancement opportunities, medals, and podium spots. So again, if we want to ensure that we have a future where young women can still be champions, uh, even get to the advanced races and, and get to those championship races, then we have to preserve the integrity of women's sports. Well, I remember that. It was Selena's mother who pointed that out to me. And my thought was, well, this is just about mediocre men advancing in sports. You know, they're not, they're not <laughs> excelling in their own categories, right? What a great way to win. My last question is for Selena. Are you currently engaged in sports at the university where you're studying? Yes, I am currently competing in college. And how does it feel? Do you have to race against men? I haven't had to race against any biological males yet. I mean, with COVID, we haven't had any competitions at all. But I hope that I won't have to. But if I do, and that we, I will try to do everything in my power to restore fairness to, to track and field in all sports at the college level.